Hi, this is Helen and Terry Norbo from Sweden. Welcome to our podcast, Reformation Scandinavia. We pray that this message will inspire you to a deeper intimacy with Jesus. Remember, you can reform and change your life for the eternity today. Enjoy this message. In today's episode, we are going to talk about things that you need to know about Pentecost. Pentecost means 50 and it comes from the Greek word Pentecostos. That means that we are celebrating Pentecost 50 days after Jesus resurrected from the dead. Without Jesus raising from the dead, we would have no gospel at all. And the gospel means good news. And the good news that we have today is that Jesus has risen from the dead. Can you imagine the disciples sitting in this upper room? They were surely very confused. They had seen their master just raise up to heaven and see the angels and saying, and in the same way that you have seen Jesus raise up from it into the glory, you will see him come again. And Jesus had said to go into the upper room and to wait for the helper, the Holy Spirit. They were praying, but they didn't know how to pray. They, they were just confused, I think. Who is the helper? Who's going to come? And they were sitting there anticipating what's going to happen. What is this person that we're going to meet that Jesus had told us that would come? Can you imagine the, the situation that they were in and, and the confusion and how the talk were going among the disciples? The thing was that Jesus, after he resurrected from the dead, he was still among his disciples, among people he knew for 40 more days just to teach them even more about the kingdom of God. But he also at the same time commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem for the Holy Spirit is about to come over you. John the Baptist, he baptized with water. But God has promised that there will come one day that you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit and fire. Pentecost is first of all a fulfillment of two promises. One is given in the Old Testament and the other one is given in the New Testament. And I would really much like to read them so that you can get the whole thing. What are these two special promises that now is about to be fulfilled in Acts? And it says first of all in Joel, the prophet of Joel in chapter 2 verse 28. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions. So prophecy, dreams and visions will become normal for everyone. And also in the New Testament, in the Gospel of John, in chapter 16, and we read from verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, said Jesus. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper, the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment, 
because the ruler of this world is judge. I still have many things to say to you. However, when he, the spirit of the truth, has come, he will guide you in all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority. Whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. Jesus gave his people the order to stay in Jerusalem and wait for the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And that baptism was something special. And it also said in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, But you will receive power and the ability when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses to tell people about me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, and even to the ends of the earth. And the disciples, they had seen Jesus being baptized in water, and they saw the Holy Spirit come down as a dove. So I believe that that is the picture they had about the Holy Spirit, that he was a beautiful white dove coming down. But on that day, the day of Pentecost, where they were up in the upper room, as we said, they were anticipating who is this Holy Spirit. Maybe they were anticipating the dove to come down on them. But then suddenly something happened and there was a shaking and there was a mighty rushing wind just coming down into that room, shaking the room. When I was a teenager, I lived in Broken Arrow in Oklahoma. And one day there was a tornado warning. We here in Sweden, we don't have tornadoes. So we didn't really know what to expect. But we hid ourselves. The kids, we were hiding in the bathroom, laying in the bathtub with our pillows and our blankets and everything. And we heard the wind. We heard the mighty rushing wind of a tornado. And it shook the house. The walls were just, you know, shivering at the sound of this mighty tornado. And I believe that that's what's happening that day on the day of Pentecost. There was a mighty rushing wind just entering into the room. And this was not a sudden little breeze. This was a wind. I mean a tornado storm coming into that room, just shaking the house. And all of a the sudden, there was a pillar of fire. I don't believe that that was in their imagination. I believe that they, this was a physical fire just coming in to that room. And it separated itself and came upon all the disciples as chunks of fire. And I believe that is was a trans formation that could never been explainable to them what they were encountering that day it was a fire it was a power it was not the soft uh, dove it was God came in with a firestorm into that room that shook their lives and they transformed that they would never ever become the same again is something just broke off them the fear of men everything that held them captive just broke off them that day on the day of Pentecost. But this talking about the wind also happened in the Old Testament. Let us read from Ezekiel chapter 37 and from verse 1 to 10. And it says, The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, and it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around. Behold, there were many in the open valley, and indeed they were dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, O Lord God, you know. Again he said to me, 
prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Surely I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you, and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise and suddenly a rattling. And the bones came together, bone to bone. And indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them. And the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. Also he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath. Thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on the slain, that they may live. So I prophesied, and as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they live, and they stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. And I believe when the Holy Spirit came upon the apostles, when the Holy Spirit came upon the people, there was a mighty wind, a mighty rushing wind, bringing life from the four winds of the earth. All of a sudden, and it shook the house. And it says later in chapter 2, as they had been praying, all of a sudden, the place where they were gathered shook the house. So I'm longing forward for prayers that will shake our houses. Prayer that will shake our city. Prayer that will shake our church and the churches around Sweden and Scandinavia. I'm longing for prayer that will shake our nations and our regions in Jesus' name. I think that we can live in the Pentecostal fire here and now in this century, in this age that we are living in right now. I believe that God wants to pour out his spirit upon all flesh right now. He wants to come and reignite the fire once again in our hearts. He wants to pour out the fire and the wind upon us with revival and awakening and just start to pour out of his spirit once again so we can see our sons and daughters just promise prophesying our old men shall dream dreams and we will see signs miracles and wonders once again i have read in revival history that the, the fire apartment had to go out to uh, because they thought there was fire in the churches but actually there was no fire they thought it was a physical fire but it was the spirit of god just moving upon that church i want to see that again that is reformation if we talk about reformation scandinavia reformation europe yeah reformation america or wherever it is we want to start with the fire of god just stirring up in the churches again awakening the believers hearts awakening again the spirit of god as a mighty rushing wind as a fire as a pillar of fire upon our churches that we can transform and shift the atmosphere and see heaven come down and kissing earth once again just as the day of pentecost
Pentecost. That is reformation. Reformation started on the day of Pentecost. Something shifted. Something happened. And thousands became believers that day. Uh, we're going to see it once again. In these end times, we're going to see the outpouring of fire. An outpouring of wind and rain once again to just transform the, the churches and the cities and the nations. Amen. In Acts chapter 2, as Peter is preaching, 3,000 souls were added to the church. And that is why the Pentecost is often called and referred to as the White Sunday. As they were baptized, they were clothed in white clothes, symbolizing that Jesus had taken their sins away them, and they now have become white as snow. And in one day, 3,000 people and souls were added to the church. When are we going to see this again? And it also says in Acts chapter 4 and in verse 4, But many of those who heard a message by Peter and John believed in Jesus and accepted him as did Christ. And the number of men came to be about 5,000. The number increased from 3,000 to 5,000 just within two chapters. Hallelujah. We are going to see it again because the mighty rushing wind is coming over and coming over again of our nations. And the Pentecost is about to be delivered through our hands because we can read later on in, for example, Acts chapter 19, as the Apostle Paul was laying his hands hands on people they were receiving the baptism of the holy spirit they were receiving the same power that people received on the day of pentecost i believe that the younger generation right now is tired of of religion they're tired of mediocre they're tired of not seeing the supernatural being natural i think that they the the people in this age they are longing they're crying out they're hungry and they are thirsty to see the power of God manifested and I believe that this is the time and the season where God is just starting to move and shaking the nations I believe this is the time where the younger persons will see that God is a miracle working God that God is a God of fire that God is a God of a mighty rushing wind they don't want to see uh, just the happy clapping dancing they want want to see the power of God being manifested. They want to see the Shekinah glory, the glory cloud, the manifested presence of God just coming down in the services where people's lives are transformed. I believe that people don't want the ear tickling messages anymore. They want the real meat. They want to have meat in, in their services. They want to have food they want to eat and be satisfied by the living word of God and by the water the spirit of God just being in the presence and I believe that that is will also draw the attention to the unbelievers that they will be attracted to the power of God and we're going to read from Acts chapter 2 and it says then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire and one sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance 
And what is so amazing, people were coming and staying in Jerusalem at that event from many other nations, from many different regions. But all of them heard the same message, the wonderful works of the Lord in their own tongues. So let us read from here in Acts chapter 2. And they were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. This was Babylon in reverse. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear in our own language in which we were born the wonderful works of God? So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, Whatever could this mean? The power of the God is so amazing because it can take many languages and put it together in one understandable language so that all of them, wherever they came to Jerusalem for, they could hear the wonderful works of God in their own language. Let's pray. Father God, we just pray. We pray that the fire of God, the wind, the mighty rushing wind will come upon the listeners, Father. In the name of Jesus, we release the winds. We release the fire. We release it through the airwaves. And God, I pray that you will stir up a hunger for more of you. There is so much more. There is such a depth in you, God. And I pray that there will be a hunger to know your heart, to know the fire, to know the wind, to know the power. I pray, Father, that the listeners will be hungry to know you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for listening to Reformation Scandinavia. If you have been blessed, please share this message. Make sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen. We would love to stay connected with you, to receive our newsletter and to give to our ministry go to reformationscandinavia.se. Maybe you have a relationship to Scandinavia. Send us an email and tell us more about it. Be blessed and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah.